Good evening. So, our readings this evening, we have heard about the ascension of our Lord, about the ascension of Jesus as he's gone up to be with the Father. But what is it that actually is happening? How are we going to respond to what we've heard today and beyond that? First, I want to take the, uh, the, 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 the dig at the, at the question of what's going on. Uh, both the end of Luke's gospel and the beginning of his second book, Acts, uh, mention that the apostles are there and Jesus is talking to them and then Jesus is whisked away. He ascends to spend time with his father. Now, to concentrate solely on that means I wouldn't be here for very long. And so I'm going to rewind a little bit and go right back to Easter morning. And Jesus having been raised from the dead. And all of the days since, right up into his ascension. And what do we know by all of this? Jesus is alive. And whenever I actually say that, I always get a picture in my mind of Rafiki from The Lion King, where he's like, grabs the, the feather out of the, out of the wind, and he sits down, and he's like getting so excited, and he's like, oh. he's like, oh, he's alive. And then, boom, there's a, there's a change in the whole movie. And that excitement, that joy that I see in Rafiki, that Simba's alive, it's the same kind of excitement I get when I'm like, oh, Jesus is alive. But I don't always show it outwardly. And maybe I should more show it outwardly. And maybe we should all, because Jesus is alive. That's not just to celebrate on Easter morning or the rest of the Easter season. That's to celebrate every day, every place, every time. Doesn't matter what. Jesus is alive. And for those 40 days from Easter morning and rising from the dead to ascending to spend time with his father at the right hand. We've got Jesus alive, but different than he was before. He is able to appear and disappear a bit like a ghost. But he's also able to sit down and eat bread and fish with his disciples. It's like, it's supernatural. The disciples need to know that he's still got a body <laughs> and that it needs to do all the things that a body does, but also it's, it's more than that. And he's able to walk through walls and just vanish when he was there a second ago. Like, where did he go? Right? Imagine, like, road to Emmaus, and he's there, and then he's not. And he's like, what? 
And that, for many people, is a puzzle. For many people, that's something that really kind of blocks their ability to believe in Jesus having raised from the dead. Because how is it that he can have this body that does this other stuff and then it's like, wait, how's, how's that work? And there's a struggle over it. And it can be very misunderstood. And it took Paul, it took St. Paul a whole lot of time, like a whole chapter of 1 Corinthians to actually get through what he was trying to say about it and what it actually meant and trying to make sense for other people. And I think for us to really understand it, we've got to look at what is it that we mean when we say resurrected? What do we mean by that? We need to be clear that being resurrected doesn't equal going to heaven. We need to also say it isn't simply another way of saying life after death. Because for us, being resurrected, it's much more than that. In fact, you'd probably go, I'd probably say it's, it's life after life after death. Okay? Life after life after death. Because what I mean by that is that in the context of, of the disciples and, and, and in the thinking of Jewish culture, the whole idea of the resurrection is that that is for the time when there is a new world. The resurrection will not come until there is a new world. And that's kind of explained to us in, in Revelation, that God will come and he will make a new heaven and a new earth. And at that point, we will experience the resurrection. But also for the Jews to kind of what's, what happens in the middle, well, they have the idea of, of the afterlife with Hades. And, and we spoke on that when we had uh, our, our sermon series on the Apostles' Creed. And we talked a little bit about this divide between paradise and torment and how from one you can look to the other, but it's out of reach. You can't get there. And if you remember Jesus when he talks to the rich man, and you have Lazarus. And he's like, oh, just let me go and tell my, let me go and tell my brothers. Like, your brothers have had all those prophets to listen to. Why are they going to listen to you? That's the idea we've got here. And then the resurrection comes after that. See, this new creation is going to be made from what God has already made. That's why Jesus still had marks in his hands, in his feet, in his side. Because the new body was made from the old body. It wasn't a new thing that he was given. It was a resurrected body, a recreated body from the part of his first earthly body. And that will be the same for us. Now, Jesus was only in that tomb for two or three days, Right? So where, what's gonna, how long is our bodies going to be in the ground before we're resurrected? Well, we don't know. If you choose to be cremated, you're going to be a bit of dust. 
And God's going to be like, what do I do with this? <laughs> well, 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 he managed to make Adam from dust. So he can do that with you. He managed to make Eve from a rib from Adam. Yeah? That's why men can't read women's minds. Because it was that rib that gave us that ability. And God took it off us and gave it to Eve. Right? That's not factual. Don't, don't quote me on that theologically. That's not it. No, that was, a, that was a, passing, a passing joke. The look I got from some of you was like, what? <laughs> but, but, but I digress. Let's move on. So this new earth, this new heaven, is all going to come from what's already been created. He's going to reconstruct it. Yeah? Like, like a Lego master. If you've ever seen that, that program on the TV. It's fantastic what they can do with those bricks, but God can do even more with matter. And our bodies are going to be no different. We're going to get a new body, but made from our old body. So what we do with our body right now matters. Because God's going to use the same body we have to give us a resurrected new body. He's going to build it for us. And wrapping our heads around that can, can sometimes be a little bit hard. You know, because in this world, we have this, this conditioning of sin and death. And that affects how we think about so much. But we need to try and look past it because at the same time that we know sin and death is in this world, we also know that the, the cure for sin and death is Jesus. And because we know that, we're able to live differently. We're able to think differently. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is the king of kings. He is the creator of the universe. He is the Lord of lords. And here in our readings today, he's telling his disciples that they are to go, to go and tell the whole world of these very facts. That they are to go and proclaim repentance and forgiveness of sins to all nations. And we spent some time a few weeks back looking at the keys, uh, to keys to the kingdom and how, how Jesus gave those keys to the disciples. Well, here, he is once again affirming that and reminding the disciples that they are to go and proclaim forgiveness to all who repent. He sends them to be witnesses of everything that they've seen and to call people into repentance and belief of what they are being told. And he also tells them he's going to equip them with power, with the power of the Holy Spirit, the gift that the Father has promised. And it's going to come and it's going to aid them in this mission that Jesus is sending them on. And that same mission is there for each of us. That same mission still exists today. We're not simply to accept and believe that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead and that he ascended to heaven. We need to declare it too. And so here's the challenge for today. 
believing that Jesus is the Messiah, and he is indeed the Messiah, that he was raised from the dead on the third day. That puts us in the same boat as those disciples that were stood with Jesus as he said, and now I'm going to go to my father. But what did those disciples do right then after Jesus had left? Took a couple of guys in white robes. <laughs> like, like, like Jay and I are today, right? A couple of guys in white robes to come there and go, Hello? Are you going to kind of go? Are you going to do the things that you just said do? Or are you going to stand there looking up? Get on with it. And I think that sometimes we find ourselves needing to be given that same kick. So I just want to invite you to sit just for a moment to concentrate, to contemplate. What is it that you're waiting for? What are you waiting for? Because Jesus has already equipped you. If you're struggling with understanding what that calling is, then talk to someone about it. Work through it. If you need to lean on the fact that the Holy Spirit has been given to you, but you're like not quite sure. What, 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 what? I don't know what's going on. Then ask for prayer. Because we've got to get away from this fallacy that in order to know God, we have to feel him. We don't. We need to know him. Because then at the times that we don't feel him, we can still walk by faith. And the disciples had to do that. And many, many, many people since have had to do that. And disciples today, we've still got to do that. Because the constant, God is constant. Whether we feel him or we don't, he's still right next to us. He's still, through the deposit of the Holy Spirit, living in us. And he's pushing us on, calling us out to move forward. To help equip each other for the mission of going out into the world and sharing the good news. So yes, looking up is important. Of course it is but let's not lose ourselves looking up at the expense of spending time together and equipping each other and going out into the world together to share that good news which Jesus has equipped us for and called us to do. Together as a church so that we can see more and more lives transformed by the gospel, by the good news of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection his ascension, and the fact and truth that he is going to come again and that we all get to join in that resurrection. So don't stand there looking up. 
Take the call to action. Be a witness. Just listen right now to God. Is he saying to you something? Is he giving you a nudge? Is he sending a man in a white robe to give you a kick up the backside? What is he doing? Because he wants you to go. So hear that. And then in a moment, the band are going to lead us through a response song.